Episode 81, The Holy Family. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. An important feast, not just to contemplate the holiness of that Holy Family and to imitate it, but also to recognize the importance of family properly understood. Because family is the main point of attack of the evil one, especially in our day and age. And there are many reasons for that. And we'll get to those reasons in a bit. But first, the importance of the family is shown by the fact that Christ chose to be part of one. And you might say, well, he became man, so he needed to be part of a family. No, he didn't. Jesus is God. He could have appeared totally incarnate without having a human mother, without having a human foster father and guardian. He could have just appeared. He could have been solo without any parents to be subject to, to be obedient to. So the fact that Christ chose to be in a family shows its importance. He's teaching us something. Christ never did anything in vain. So the proper place to grow in wisdom and grace is within the context of a family, the mother and a father. And this is so important that Christ humbled himself to be part of that institution of the family. So it shows humility and it shows the necessity of family for proper human flourishing. Not that Christ needed guidance or to be taught anything. We went over that in the episode, Did Jesus Know Everything? But by his example, just like when he was baptized, he wasn't baptized because he needed to be cleansed from sin, but because, because first of all, he sanctified the waters of baptism for us by being baptized and also to be an example for us. The same is true with his will to be part of a family. And you might be thinking, well, he had a choice, but we don't have a choice. We're born into a family. Well, that's true in a sense. But the model of the Holy Family teaches us various things. First, it teaches children the model, the duties that belong to being in a family as a child, obedience and love to your parents. It shows parents, husbands and wives, the proper form of love, the purity of love that should be modeled in marriage for children and for each other, the humility and service toward the spouse, that the main goal of the institution of the family, as designed by God, is bringing each other to holiness. So the Holy Family is showing us not just the importance of family, simply speaking, but the goal of a family, that is, to be a holy family. That is what a family is supposed to be. Spouses promise to be faithful to each other and bring each other to heaven. They raise their children to be holy and virtuous. The family is the first school of teaching children what God is like, both through justice and mercy, through goodness. So a family that is a holy family is the greatest means to salvation apart from the church. Not the sense of being apart from the church, but second only to the church and her sacraments. And, a fa- and the family is such a formative environment that failing to be holy or striving to be holy can have disastrous effects on all. And that's why the evil one really targets the family, because if he can corrupt it, then it's much more likely that one will grow up apart from God. If the family can be the best environment to grow in holiness, then it can also be the best environment to grow in vice and hatred and separation from God because of the strong influence that family has. But another reason it's targeted is because the family is a model of the Trinity. It shows us something about the inner life of God, that God is, of course, love, and the union or communion of persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We know it's an image of the Trinity because God said that when he created man and woman. He said, let us make them in our image and likeness. So God created man and woman, and of course their complementarity and their union and love producing new life, 
to be an image of God from the very beginning. That's another reason the devil attacks it, because he hates God, of course, and so he hates that which is a strong image of the triune God. So marriage and family are not human institutions that we came up with. They are ingrained in our very nature. That the complementarity of man and woman produces life through love. This is something we did not come up with. It's ingrained in our nature. It is written into us by our creator. And so that's another reason that the devil attacks it. Because hating God and hating God's image in the family, and knowing how fundamental it is, that if you can redefine marriage and family... Make it not the school of holiness and growth and virtue and our first way to come to know God, but instead make it some mere temporary union of however many people of whatever sex simply for the goal of personal fulfillment, then you can redefine anything. If you can redefine this most basic fact of human existence, then what can't you redefine? What can't you twist and pervert? So if, according to God, marriage is the lifelong exclusive union of one man and one woman for procreation and education of children and for mutual support, then the devil has attacked each element of that. It's no longer lifelong in the minds of most people. It's no longer exclusive in the minds of most people. It no longer entails essentially procreation at all. We have a total assault on that element with abortion and contraception. And it's certainly not for growth and holiness. Very few people actually see marriage as, marriage and family as a school of holiness as it's supposed to be. And the minds of most people throughout the world have been changed about something that is so fundamental, literally ingrained in our nature, and told to us explicitly in scripture, and raised to the level of a sacrament by Christ. Every element of that proper definition of marriage and family has been erased or severely damaged in the minds of most people throughout the world. That's pretty crazy if you think about it, because we pretty much all throughout human history, one understanding of marriage, because that's how we were created from the very beginning. And suddenly within the span of a century, all of that is erased and seen as ridiculous. The most obvious fact of human existence is seen as ridiculous. And so much effort is put into destroying, dismantling the traditional understanding of the family today. That should make you see its importance. The prince of this world is expending so much effort through all of these various means to dismantle and destroy the family, then we should see it as the most important element to safeguard. If you're in a battle and the enemy is focusing on one particular thing, it's probably your most important asset. Pretty much all of entertainment, all of public schooling, all of the universities, most politicians, all of them are aimed at this one goal of fundamentally changing the understanding of what the family is. And that will pretty much ensure and is clearly succeeding in bringing about the destruction of our culture and, of course, the destruction of individual lives, creating so many more obstacles to holiness. This is what John Paul II talked about when he said it's a culture of death. The aim of our current culture, if we can even say we have one, is not anything positive. It is not aimed at human flourishing. It is aimed very intentionally on degrading the human person, degrading the family. And you might say, well, what's the point of that? We need to understand about the evil one and about sin in general is that it's chaos, it's irrational. God is life-giving. Goodness is life-giving. Love is life-giving. The devil simply wants death and destruction and chaos. And whatever the individual intentions of the various 
politicians or professors or media personalities that push all of this stuff. I'm sure they all have various selfish motives or even motives that they might think are very virtuous and lofty. The overall intention of the one who is directing all of this, the spirit of this world, the evil one, is simply chaos, destruction, and separation from God. The devil does not want human flourishing. God wants human flourishing. And the devil realizes that the family and the church are the two main means by which people come to know and love God. And so the family is the obstacle to the devil's plan being accomplished. A strong and virtuous and holy family protects its members from the kind of indoctrination that we see in the media and in the schools and universities. So if you dismantle and dissolve the family, then there is no obstacle to this doctrine that our culture is trying to force onto us. So this is why the Feast of the Holy Family is perhaps more important now than ever, because up until very recently in history, the value and importance of the family for human flourishing and knowing that it needs to be protected was taken for granted. Everyone knew this up until recently. So now more than ever, we need to place before our eyes the model of the Holy Family, first of all, because of the unique holiness of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and how they serve as the model for every family, but also as a reminder that the family needs to be protected above all else. And if it's not, then everyone becomes fair game for all the evil people and evil intentions that are present in our world. I'll end with a prayer that's a consecration of the family to the Holy Family. O Jesus, our most loving Redeemer, who, having come to enlighten the world with thy teaching and example, didst will to pass the greater part of thy life in humility and subjection to Mary and Joseph in the poor home of Nazareth, thus sanctifying the family that was to be an example for all Christian families. Graciously receive our family as it dedicates and consecrates itself to thee this day. Do thou protect us, guard us, and establish amongst us thy holy fear, true peace, and concord in Christian love, in order that by living according to the divine pattern of thy family, we may be able, all of us without exception, to attain eternal happiness. Mary, dear Mother of Jesus and Mother of us, by thy kindly intercession, make this our humble offering acceptable in the sight of Jesus, and obtain for us his graces and blessings. O Saint Joseph, most holy guardian of Jesus and Mary, help us by thy prayers in all our spiritual and temporal needs, so that we may be enabled to praise our divine Savior Jesus, together with Mary and thee for all eternity. Amen. Thank you for listening to Catholic Daily Brief. Please become a member at patreon.com slash catholicdailybrief and share the podcast with your family members and friends. God bless.